right, I'm back. Podcast number 18. Yeah, dude. As you can hear, I do have a guest with me. I don't know how this is going to go. But he's not going to be here very long. Yeah, I am. His name is Benjamin William Fix. My kid, who's almost 15, is making his podcast debut. Benny, say hi to the people. What's up, dude? Nice. (laughs) So, (laughs) I've had my brother on. I've had my dad. And now I'm having my kid on. So, a few podcasts ago with my brother, we had the conversation about why his kids played tennis and mine did not. And there's been some developments. Right, Benny? Yeah, dude. Some developments. Um, (laughs) Benny has been a long-time baseball player, haven't you? Yep. Yeah? Mm. Were you any good? Yeah. Yeah. You're all right. I was better than you'll ever be at tennis, buddy. Oh my gosh, yeah, he talks a little trash too. <laughs> he just can't back it up with skills, so yeah, that's who he is. <laughs> so Benjamin has made a decision to stop playing baseball and join the high school tennis team. He's a freshman, so I officially have someone in my family who's going to play tennis, and I wanted to have Ben on and ask him how he came up with that decision. So, Benny's had a lot of time to think about it. He's going to have some really good logical answers. Yep. Um, ben, what... You played baseball since you were, what, six? Mm-hmm. Seven? Maybe younger? Why, all these years later, have you chosen to enter the world of high school tennis? Well, I don't like baseball anymore. Why? I don't know. Great answer. This is good listening. Glad I had you on. Yep. The four listeners I usually have are no longer going to listen anymore. Why do you get... What, what's wrong with baseball? What, what's better about tennis? Uh, it's more funner. It's not a word. God. I know it's not a word. I'm just saying it doesn't matter. I mean, I've said it before. I guess if you can say it, it's a word. Yeah. So I'll give you funner. We're going to make that a word. Um... I hear, I'll tell you what I think. You can agree with me or argue with me. Mm-hmm. I think you like it because you you're in the action all the time. Mm-hmm. Right? More action, more play, not sitting on the bench, not waiting for someone to hit you a ball, not waiting to bat. You get to be in the action. Uh, what do you think about that? I agree with your very nice statement, dude. <sighs> Good. You're contributing a lot. You what do you want me to really, say? I agree. I, I, I want you to tell me your thoughts. Uh, my thoughts are that I agree with you. Oh, that's great. Well, glad you could join me for this fabulous yeah. conversation. I feel like you've really done a lot to grow my listening audience. Yep. Um, you want to talk about anything else? Uh, no. Thanks for having me, dude. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess you're done. You can go. Yep. <laughs> good, good job. Have a good day, buddy. All right. Thanks. I'll talk to you later. Stay away from me for the next hour or so while I finish this up. Yep. All right, get out of here. So that was awesome. Um, But anyway, Benny's going to play high school tennis. So he starts in a week, and we'll see how that we'll see how that goes. But um, I'm a little sad. Baseball is going away, but it's cool getting to see his uh, 
his path on that. So a couple other random things. It's been a couple of weeks now, maybe more, since I've done one of these. Um, some of it, as I, as I mentioned on the last one, just I really enjoyed having guests on there. And uh, I was struggling to just do it by myself. So I've got some guests I've been talking to. We're going to try to line some people up. It's just schedules and figuring out where I do this sometimes from my basement, sometimes from Ben's room and my parents' basement. And there's a heart, not a great place to find uh, a quiet spot to do these things. So I'm um, hoping to bring some more, more people on. I did want to mention, so if you really want to know if you're curious more about who sort of where I came from, who I really am, I do have another podcast. It's called growing up Alice's totally different than this no tennis no coaching it's with two of my um, long time buddies i went to middle school high school one elementary school with and we just tell stories about growing up in our small town of vincennes indiana um we sort of put it together because we all enjoyed our childhood just a great little place to grow up and basically it's a chance to, for three of us to get together and talk silly so if you want to hear any funny stories not tennis go to that one i get far more listeners for that one than i do this one and comments so check it out you can find it on every other place itunes iheart spotify the usual stuff um so my new show recommendation if you haven't watched it there's a show on netflix called formula one drive to survive i am not a car guy whatsoever i don't know anything about them never fixed them don't do anything with them but I got addicted to this show. It's about the Formula One racing series that goes all over the world. The camera works amazing. The sound, awesome. Super intense. If you're a competitor, watch it. Uh, this is a really great sort of documentary. It's a series about 40 minutes each episode. Um, just a really cool thing if you are into intense competition and seeing what these, what these teams and owners and drivers go through to put on their races each week it's my uh current recommendation so i did a podcast one of my first ones was entitled something like facts not feelings and those of you've been on court with me know that i sort of coach with that as a guideline for me on the court and today i was working with a group i really like good players uh one of the players was kind of questioning something i was i was doing not in a mean way just you know, wanted to make sure we were on the same page and good, valid questions. But he started off three straight sentences with, I feel like three in a row. I knew right away what my response was going to be. And it was, Hey, you don't get feelings. Why are you worried about what you're feeling? Look at the facts. And the facts were the shot he felt like he should be hitting wasn't available. And it wasn't going to work against a good team. And we talked about how the, the don't let the feelings get in the way of making good decisions. And this is a good player who really wants to get better and is improving and had to have that conversation because the shot he felt like hitting would have been fun, would have been cool looking, and people would have cheered for him. But the chances it's successful over a long period of time were fairly slim. Um, so again just a reminder of that and if you need to go back and listen to that podcast i think it was a pretty good one next up and this one's a little i don't know whether i should be talking about this but i'm going to anyway because anyone listening knows this is my podcast and i can talk about what i want to so the naomi osaka 
situation, if anybody saw it last week, she got heckled by a fan in Indian Wells. And the heckler said, yelled out from the stands, you suck. That was it. To me, seemed fairly harmless in the world of high-level sports with thousands of fans. I didn't think it was that big a deal. Well, if you watched it, she couldn't hand well she broke down she talked to the umpire she wanted to address the crowd during the match um ultimately lost the match um some tears on the court from one simple heckle from one person in the crowd it did not continue it wasn't said again it was a one-time deal my issue is a couple you can't play professional sports if that Although, shouldn't be said, simple thing is going to bother you. You shouldn't be out there. Pretty harsh by me, maybe. But, like I said, this is my my thoughts, mine alone. Um, I guess my issue, along with all of her things, has been talking her talking about how she's struggling to deal with the pressure of tennis and fame and needs a break. But yet, immediately following that, she starts tweeting and doing large amounts of commercials and talking to the crowd after the match, grabbing the mic, Instagram posts. So I don't know if I struggle with someone telling me I don't want this, I can't handle this, yet uh, following it up with throwing themselves in the middle of it with especially social media. And... I'm sure and certain I am wrong on some of this, and I'm going to get told that by many people, but that's where I'm coming from and struggle with it is take your time. Get the help you need. Take a break, an official break, not a just-on-the-court break. Get out of it. Stop tweeting if you don't want the responses. Stop Instagramming if you don't want the fame. Pull uh, Andrew Luck, my Colts quarterback, he retired almost during a game and hasn't been seen since. Didn't want to do it anymore. And he completely left. And I think there's been one sighting of him recently at the college national championship. And he just said, I can't do it anymore. Physically, mentally, I'm done. And he left. And he doesn't tweet and he doesn't do all those things. And that's my struggle with the whole situation. I think she's obviously a great athlete and a great tennis player, but I I can't help but be curious about the two sides of things that I'm struggling with all this and I can't I need to take a break yet. Come look at my Twitter page and buy things that I'm selling. So, for whatever that's worth, it was just on my mind and uh wanted to wanted to bring it up. Uh, next one is just general state of tennis clubs in general. And I've just been noticing a lot that I think the world has changed. It's it's tennis clubs now, I don't think they're ever going to exist like they used to. As far as like an old Moreland or some of the older clubs that were just tennis, I don't believe they can survive anymore. Because I'm starting to see these places pop up and they're now entertainment venues with pickleball, tennis, breweries attached, restaurants, food, live music. There's places around here that are popping up like that 
even close to where I work in the summer, that there's going to be a pickleball program, a bunch of outdoor courts with a stage and a bar and a brewery attached. And I think the landscape has changed and there has to be more options. And you've got to have a staff that's trained in multiple sports and willing to invest their time in things like pickle and paddle and padel, all these other sports, as well as what else are we doing? They played their pickleball. Now we need to keep them here with beer, wine, food, entertainment, whatever it is. And I think that's the way it's going. And and many of you know I've tried my best over the past three or four years to put a club up. And all along it was going to be tennis, pickleball, and some entertainment options and now i'm sold that i think that's the way we're going is all of those things it's it's entertainment i've always told people my job is enter- entertainment job it's it's tr- it's getting someone to go take a tennis lesson or a drill or a social event instead of going to the movies or whatever their fun or going to the bar like let's go to the tennis club but now that tennis club has to offer other things uh so if you're thinking about building a place, first, talk to me. I have some experience. I could probably help you. But don't do it if it's just tennis. Can't do it. Or just pickleball. I think those two have to go together and add possibly platform. But find a way to keep those people in the building. But I do have I do have tennis stuff I want to bring up uh, quickly because this is a tennis and pickleball pod- podcast. Um, I had a group this week that I... I Maybe last week I subbed for somebody and, and I didn't know them. I knew one person in the group and, you know, meeting new people. And the first thing one of the players said to me was, we just want to hit a lot of balls. And I knew right away that this was not going to work. This was going to be a struggle for 90 minutes if that was all that was expected of me. And I responded with something like, well, you're going to struggle today that that's not what I do. I'm a coach, not a ball feeder, and I'm going to try to teach you something today. This group came out and proceeded to hit every shot as hard as possible. Didn't have any other tools. Just power, power, power the whole time. And I really struggled. We had to pick up balls about 50 to 55 minutes into a 90-minute lesson. Again, those who have been on court with me, I try really hard. We pick up one time in 90 minutes. Definitely no one time in an hour with a, a group of four. The doubles lesson, that those kind of things. I, I can't stand picking up balls. I think it's a waste of time. It also shows me that if you're picking up balls a lot, the players are doing something wrong. They're missing too much. I rarely pick up balls. I, I, I taught all week, and I'm not sure we picked up one time during the lesson. If you're picking up a lot, you're probably missing too much. Hitting hard's great fun, I guess. I never did it. I have no power. I think winning's more fun. So as you take your lessons, please give your coaches a break. Don't make it just about how many balls you're going to hit and how hard you're going to hit them. Let them teach you. If that, if that means a little bit slower, if that means putting a few more balls in play, try it. It will make the game far more fun. In this group, there was one person that I knew better than the others and had done series of drills with me and understood how I like to change the pace and hit a ball slow sometimes and hit a drop shot and win the point with 
a little softer play than 100 miles an hour, and that person had multiple tools. They could slice, lob, drop shot, all this stuff, and was clearly the best player on the court. Won the most points, and I just noticed that just fill your toolbox, like I always talk about, because power is great, but if you want to have a little more quality play, please let your coaches coach you. It's not about how many balls you hit. If the coach is good, they can do both. You'll hit tons of balls. And if you want to take a lesson from me, please don't start it off with, I just want to hit a lot of balls, because I'm going to immediately shut down. Although I'll fake it and do the best I can. So I had another one. Great group of people I've had a long time, and we had a nice discussion. If, if we could work it out, I would, have all, I would have them all join me on here about using the word sorry. I have so many groups that even in the warm-up, they miss the ball. Oh, sorry. Hit one wide. Sorry. Sorry's everywhere in the warm-up. And I'm always wondering, what are you apologizing for? Did you think you were going to have a perfect game? Did you think you were not going to miss today? And why would you say sorry? We knew you are going to miss. Everybody in the building is going to miss a ball. I think, I've told other groups, it's exhausting. How could you live your, go your, throughout your day apologizing every single time you made one small mistake? I just don't think it's a way to live or a way to play. It's not positive. Find other words. It, when I say sorry, I don't, come, I don't leave that feeling positive about anything. Um, find some other things... Because I don't think that's a positive... doesn't give off confidence from you to, to your partner. Your opponents, they hear you say sorry all the time. Maybe they think you've, you're you know not real confident in what you do. So try to remove that. Unless, we also made a rule, if you hit somebody, you're in a doubles match, you hit somebody. That's the right shot. People get hit. Say you're sorry. Even if you don't mean it, I think that's the right thing. So make that a rule. You hit somebody with the ball... Go ahead and apologize. But if you hit right shot, right location, the right speed, everything was correct, and you missed the shot, sorry is not the word. Who cares? You're not sorry. And along those lines, I have many players who will hit a winning shot, and I'll hear them apologize because they mishit it, or it was an accident, or something funky happened or they wish they would have hit it better and so they apologize why would you apologize for winning i wouldn't if i beat you i ain't sorry all right if i hit you yeah i don't i don't mean to hurt you not necessarily sorry for your pain but i'm not trying to hurt you but just watch that if you're a sorrier is that a word ben earlier said funner was a word so we're gonna go with sorrier put that in the new uh new words of 2022 just next time you say it, ask yourself why. Am I really sorry? Are you sincerely apologizing to your partner because you missed the shot? If so, you're going to struggle. It's a hard way to play. Um, just move on. Say, I'll get it next time. We got this. Something something positive. Whatever you like. Everybody's got their own, their own words. Hey, kitty. My cat, Pumpkin, just showed up. If Pumpkin talked, I would have him on as a guest, but he doesn't talk. Someday, Pumpkin. So, another tennis one, because I've, I've kept the last couple pretty much all tennis. Um, so, I've got a lot of players who are trying to fix their mistakes during live rallies and points. And they tend to use science and physics and math and all these things that 
I don't care about. And I just don't believe you can fix things. Oh, pumpkin's standing on my laptop. Okay, time out. Hang on. Little disruption. Here you go, buddy. That's not good. Okay, I got a cat in my lap. Good, good boy. So, I don't think during a match and between points you can go to all the technical stuff. I think you have to put band-aids on things. You don't have time for that kind of in-depth analysis in between points. Or even during a match. If uh, Benny, when he was little, is outside playing and he falls down and scrapes up his knee. He's going to come in and you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to throw a band-aid on it. Maybe rub some dirt on it. And I'm going to send him back out. I'm not going to take him to the ER. We're not going to schedule surgery. I'm going to put a quick fix on it and get him back out so I can have some peace. And I had a player this week who I asked, she missed the forehand. I asked her what the fix was. And her response was, I need to change my grip. I'm like, oh my gosh. Are you serious? Change your grip. This is a good player. Good high school player. Can hit the ball. She wanted to change her grip. Like, to what? What are we going to go back to? A full continental? And uh, I even wrote WTF on my notes here because that shocked me. Because that is a major, major change for a very, very small repair. Remember that major mistakes can sometimes be very minor repairs. But I had to talk to her about, you missed one shot and you think we should completely change how we hold the tennis racket. I just don't agree with it. So think about Band-Aids. In between points, I hit it too high, I hit it too low, I hit it too hard, hit it too soft, should have hit topspin, should have hit slice, done, move on. Not, oh, well, what was the physics behind uh, that swing and the angles? My cat is sniffing around the microphone. (laughs) Get away. This is going to be the worst podcast ever. But, hey, stop. All right, go. So... Think about that as you play. Quick repairs, move on. Band-Aids, not surgery. I mentioned it in one other podcast. If you get a flat tire, you don't buy a new car. You repair that tire, or at worst case, you get a new tire. But you don't you don't trade it in. You don't take it to the junkyard. And along tennis, I got another one um, that goes along with that a little bit that I wanted to sort of talk towards, um, I guess, players and coaches in general. Stop trying to teach skills or teach yourself skills during match play. Most people, like in my business, will tell you that's not the time. You are what you are when you walk on that court. You can fix strategy and mental approach and those kind of things, but you're not learning new skills. Coach, I used to know, um, used to watch him coach. He would run out, this years ago, would run out on changeovers to his kids And I remember watching him twice. He did this a lot. One time he tried to teach two players. I overheard it. I was there watching. Tried to teach two players on a changeover. It was maybe 3-2 in the first set. He takes their rackets and starts teaching them the continental grip during a changeover. Crazy. I just, I couldn't believe it. You don't teach the continental grip during a changeover. These are two kids who didn't have it, not even close, because he wanted them to spin the ball. The continental grip can take years. It is a life-changing event to finally make that. And it. Yeah, those of you who have done it know how difficult it was and that you swing and miss and you frame it off the side of the racket into the woods. And it's such a long 
difficult battle, and he was trying to teach it during a changeover. This same coach also took one of my players and tried to teach them, this was early in my time with him, tried to teach them topspin on a changeover. It was 4-3 in the third set, and he's teaching them topspin. I'm watching changing grips and shadow swinging with 90 seconds in a 4-3 match in the third set, and I think it's insane. And eventually, those both those situations turned ugly between the players and the coach to where they just no longer could respect that again. So if you're a coach and you're coaching, whether it's high school or anything that you can have coaching on the court, just stick to quick, painless, you can do this. Here's the skills you have. You can make this happen quickly. Uh, it goes along with the Band-Aids and the not-surgeries type of thing. Um, so... That's my tennis stuff for the day. So you got to meet my son, Benny, and I'm pumped. High school tennis, going to be pretty cool to get to get to watch that and see how he grows during, during that time. And you got to meet my cat, Pumpkin, who's now on the ground eating puzzle pieces from a puzzle that was sitting up here on my table. So you're starting to meet my, my people a little bit, but thanks for listening. Like I said, I'm hoping to have some good tennis guests coming up and some pickleball guests. But um, hang in there. Hopefully we'll be outside on the court soon. And uh, enjoy your tennis. It's not just about hitting balls. It's hitting the right kind and good quality. Let your coaches coach. See you, everybody. Bye-bye.